are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 29th Monday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, current editor at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today, NBA Wire Sites, and your host here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. Really appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, did not do a pod immediately after Friday's game. I tell you what, guys, you heard me the other day before that game. Uh, sometimes sometimes your your health has to take over instead of the content. And uh, that was one of those things this weekend where I, you know, I wasn't feeling well. The, the Cavs continued to wear me the hell out. And frankly, watching the Blazers is actually like an incredibly refreshing thing for me now because I watch the Cavs all the time and they just like they just look like they don't want to be there. They just they look tired. They won the other night and it was the first time they looked like they were having fun. But when I watch the Blazers, I see a team that's young, that's having fun, that's running. That, that looks like they enjoy playing basketball with one another. And it's honestly, I know that this Blazers team has been kind of, you know, marginalized in, in certain ways for the fact that they're not, they haven't been very much fun this year. That a, a lot of the complaints I'm getting from Blazer fans, we know what this is. We know how good this team can be. We know, we know, we know, we know. Take it from someone who who has to watch another team's games every single game as well. This team is actually fun. They're pretty refreshing. I like watching them. They play hard. And they're continuing to get better as the season goes on. And they really delivered in their win against Dallas on Friday night. You know, road game. Always tough for any team, mostly. And not only do the Blazers win without Evan Turner, who was dealing with a personal matter, they roll the Dallas Mavericks at Dallas. 107-93, impressive, impressive win in my opinion, and just some fun moments. I mean, the emergence of Zach Collins continues to be an awesome story to see develop. Him and Ed Davis playing together, one of my favorite combos right now, it you know, feels like. Uh, a buddy cop situation where Ed Davis is the old veteran cop teaching Zach Collins, you know, the, 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 all those vet tricks and the vet moves of the business. And you see Zach Collins mixing it up with a lot of these guys down low and Ed Davis with a monster game and having one of his best scoring games of the year. He had 15 points and 13 rebounds as well as three blocks. So dominant performance from Ed Davis. He ended up playing more than Nurk. But this was one of those fun nights where even though a lot of guys didn't have it clicking, the Blazers didn't even shoot well from three, but they still had a, a really fun game, and, and they rolled the Mavericks, who were one of the worst teams in the West, but 
they're a well-coached team. They've beaten the Blazers this year. They, uh, you know, they, they make things tough sometimes. And, uh, Hey, uh, this, this was a nice win for the Blazers. And, uh, they're, they are fun to watch, in my opinion. They shot 50% from the field. They did all this without Evan Turner, as I mentioned. Mo Harkless got the start. He, you know, did some things. Wasn't his best game, but the Blazers got things going from other places. Shabazz Napier, this is my favorite stat from Friday night's game. Shabazz 0 for 6, but a plus 20 in the plus-minus category. And he got a lot of minutes alongside Damon CJ without Turner. And that lineup continues to work. Dallas, also a team that likes to use lots of three-guard lineups as well. So the matchup also lent itself to, to using that. But I, I was really uh, impressed by this win, and the Blazers continue to roll. I mean, this is uh, a team that was in the bottom bottom five in offense for a minute. They could not score at all. And now they're 15th in offensive efficiency, according to NBA.com, which is phenomenal. Well, not phenomenal, but it is more in line of what we anticipated from this Blazers team. And then they're also ninth in defensive rating. So they've slipped a little bit in the defense, but I think I think it I I think I speak for a lot of people who watched this team and were wondering what was going to happen, that the balance needed to be there. And the, in the NBA such an offensively geared league defense wins championships for sure but you need to also score the basketball and portland was getting so bad at scoring that it was legitimately hampering the success of their defense and so they are are, are working towards that balance now they're 12th in overall point differential now and they, they keep on, on moving up, and some big things also happen this weekend. Unfortunate things in the Western Conference, but big things nonetheless uh, that will affect the Blazers going forward probably. So uh, the Blazers are now tied for New Orleans for six in the West, and big, big news that hit New Orleans this weekend. And then the Thunder, they keep rolling and are two and a half games ahead of the Blazers, but also... They had some big injury news happen over the weekend. So we're going to discuss that in a second, how that affects the Blazers. But the Blazers get a nice win, 107-93 in Dallas. And they will be in Los Angeles tonight before they face off with the Clippers tomorrow on Tuesday night in Los Angeles in a game that... Suddenly, it has a lot more riding on it because the Clippers as well have also been affected by the injury news that hit the NBA this weekend. So we're going to talk about that news, how that affects the Blazers in a moment. But if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Lockdown Blazers is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men between those ages, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable, so email me at LockdownBlazers at gmail.com to find out more. So we'll preview Tuesday night's game against the Clippers here in a moment. But this injury news that hit the NBA over the weekend affects them, affects the Blazers, affects that matchup on Tuesday night that has a little bit more behind it now. But DeMarcus Cousins is out for the season for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, 
who are currently tied with the Blazers in the standings. Cousins tore his Achilles against the Houston Rockets on Friday night. Brutal, brutal blow to the Pelicans, who I thought were a really fun team and I thought would be a really nasty matchup for just about anybody in the first round because in a you know in, in a scenario where you're playing this team over and over again there's really no strategy that you can come up with to slow down Cousins and Davis and I was really excited to see those guys go at it in the playoffs I was really happy to see you know to get DeMarcus Cousins in the playoffs for the first time he was gonna have that chance this season they were on track and he just just had a brutal injury happen. Also, he's a free agent this summer, and that was just really depressing. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league. He was an all-star starter, and that's a brutal, brutal blow to New Orleans, who I thought had a sneaky, fun team, especially for a playoff series, and against anybody really I mean against Houston against the Warriors I thought they could have taken a couple of games because those two guys are just unstoppable and they can exploit weaknesses on the interior attack the offensive boards block shots do things that other teams really can't do because they don't have the size and skill of Cousins and Davis and uh, I'm really bummed about that from just being a fan of basketball Obviously, that injury definitely helps the Blazers uh, in their chase for seeding. Uh, Portland is currently in seventh right now because New Orleans had the tiebreaker over them at the moment, but they now have to kind of regroup and the the Pelicans, excuse me, have to regroup. And I just don't, I don't, Davis is really good. Drew Holiday has been really solid this year. I just don't see, however, a way that they're going to be better than Portland at this stage of the season with the amount of games that there are left in the exact same record. I think, I mean, it sucks, but I think that's that's what's going to happen. Now, the other big injury news in the West that I don't think is quite as devastating, but I think could be devastating to a degree and could slow this team down that has been rolling is the Andre Roberson injury for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, another crappy injury. Roberson ruptured his patellar tendon in Saturday's game against the Detroit Pistons. He was down on the ground. He was being comforted. He knew something was bad immediately, and it sucked to see that as well. Uh, a guy who, really good defensive player. I liken him a lot to kind of like the Aminu of the Thunder. Great, just glue guy, defender, except Aminu can shoot. But Roberson, unfortunately, is injured now and out for the year. And Roberson, a big reason why the Thunder were one of the best defensive teams in the league all season this year. And that is going to hurt them. I, I don't see how that doesn't make things harder on Paul George, on Carmelo Anthony, on Westbrook, on Steven Adams. Those guys are going to have to carry more of a load. We're going to see more Terrence Ferguson minutes, who, you know, is a fun rookie, but he is a rookie nonetheless. And it, it, it's going to make things harder on the Thunder, who have been rolling, and they've had the best record other than the Warriors since Christmas, and they have been 
I mean, they were they were before this Roberson injury. I was looking at them. I was watching them against the Wizards the other night. And I was looking at how they switch and how they play, and they're just all over the court. And I I could have seen them beating Golden State. I mean, this is I know uh, kind of maybe a little bit of a hot take, but I I, I thought that they could have given Golden State a run for their money with the ability to switch on defense with the guys that they have able to score the basketball with Steven Adams in the middle who nobody can mess with like that team was going to be that that team had major major aspirations and the Roberson injury really sucks for that and I think also in uh the Blazers concerns this just makes them not as good and I think it gives them less margin for error the rest of the season and you know, if they're not playing quite as good a defense, then that I think that could open the door for Portland to kind of catch up to them. And they're only two and a half back of Oklahoma City right now. And as as much as that is brutal for the Thunder, I think in a small way, not as big as, say, George or Westbrook or Adams, but I think in a small way that really does affect Portland's chances uh, to potentially catch the Thunder and get that fifth seed in the West. So I think they have more of a chance now to do that than they did before the injury. And, you know, you never like to see that stuff, but it's part of the game, and so that's why we're talking about it, and it affects Portland's chase of that fifth seed. So the Blazers now, with two teams ahead of them, now dealing with injuries, and now the Clippers, who they face tomorrow, all of a sudden have also been given new life in this playoff race. And we'll talk about that game coming up here in a second. So the Los Angeles Kipplers will be playing the Blazers tomorrow in Staples in Los Angeles. The Blazers have been home for the last couple of days after their one game road trip to Dallas, a weird schedule quirk. Uh, part of this six games on the road in six out of eight games on the road, excuse me, the Blazers have this stretch. And the Clippers have been given new life by these injuries. I, I think it's not an exaggeration because I think New Orleans now is definitely at risk of missing the playoffs. And this definitely gets the Clippers back into it. And the Clippers have done a really solid job themselves of keeping themselves in the playoff race keeping themselves in the mix and they've won their last two games they beat Memphis the other day they also beat New Orleans without Cousins on Sunday so they will be back home to face the Blazers on Tuesday and you probably heard all of the Lou Williams uh, all-star stuff the Clippers have been a really tough team Blake Griffin is always a difficult matchup for these Blazers and you know, I, I, this is going to be a really tough game for Portland on the road. And, and the thing about the Clippers that's been really interesting is that they've just found guys that just they've picked up off of the G League and are suddenly contributing. Like this guy, Tyrone Wallace, who just he's a starter for them. He had 19 points against the Pelicans the other night. So if you haven't heard of some of these guys, it's OK, because I haven't heard of them either. Uh, but I, I mean, I've seen a couple of Clippers games, like when they beat the Warriors uh, a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago in Golden State, with Lou William had fifty. Uh, but so you know, Lou Williams is going to be the guy to watch. He still comes off the bench for them. Blake Griffin, obviously, 
monster player, gotten even better this year, can shoot the three. DeAndre Jordan, who is healthy now, obviously you know him. You guys know the Clippers, but the rest of these Clippers, pretty interesting. Montrez Harrell also been a really nice player for them off the bench, really active, really helped them actually stay afloat while DeAndre Jordan was injured. They were able to string some wins together without Jordan. And, I mean, this is going to be a tough game. Kind of more, it's going to be tougher than the Dallas game because the Clippers are actually a, a better team. And so, this is going to be a, a really difficult game for the Blazers on Tuesday. And a game that matters a lot more now for the Clippers because they're just outside of the playoff race. And they obviously see the Pelicans lost. They beat the Pels last night. And that's given them new life in this postseason race. So this is going to be a game that the Clippers are coming in ready to play for. The Blazers need to be ready for this game. I think it's definitely a winnable game, but the Clippers have played pretty good basketball as of late. They got Milos Teodosic back, who is a rookie this year in the NBA, but a veteran of the Euro Leagues. Really great passer, good playmaker guy that can you know create a lot of stuff for the Clippers and then also a lot of these young guys on the wing that they're very fast paced they're very kind of go 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 team and uh this is going to be a challenge for the Blazers and uh, it sounds like the Blazers are going to have Evan Turner back after he dealt with that personal matter the other day they said he was going to be back at practice so Turner expected to be back with the team which will be a good thing uh, for the Blazers since the Blazers have played really well with Turner in the starting lineup as of late. So Blazers face off against the Clippers on Tuesday night in Los Angeles should be a good game. It is a very important game for the Trail Blazers, so we will be watching that one closely. And the Blazers kind of given uh, a little bit of extra life here in their race for playoff seating. You don't like to see it, but they do have that. And now also they have a big game here against a team with playoff aspirations in the Clippers. So watch out for that. Should be a good game. The Blazers should be getting Evan Turner back and looking forward to it. Also, uh, just quick note, Zach Collins did not make the Rising Stars game, nor did Caleb Swanigan, which I, I didn't think anyone was expecting. But that is uh, the rest of your Blazers news for today. And we'll be on the lookout for anything else that comes up. The trade deadline is now a week and a half away, February 8th. It's coming up quick. So if there's anything on that front that the Blazers do, we'll let you know. I don't really know right now if they're going to do anything because they're finally playing well for the first time this season on both ends. So uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're going to make any moves as much as some people want them to make moves and. Ed Davis has been looked at by a lot of people as a potential luxury tax move for the Blazers, but I don't think that's going to sit well with uh, Dame and CJ uh, if, if they trade Ed Davis at the middle of the year because Davis has probably been their most consistent player outside of the two stars. So um, until next time, we'll have any news that comes up and... Keep your Blazers insight here on Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Tell your friends, subscribe, and we will be back with you once again this week on Lockdown Blazers.